This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Did you say that was Ramones-esque? Uh, I don't know enough about music to answer that. What do cool. you think, other Jake? Yeah, I was thinking it was like the Ramones. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, 20, 20, 24 hours ago. Uh, yeah, I want to be like sedated. Uh, I mean, it was better than that. No, obviously. Yeah, it was better than the, better than you singing the Ramones or better than the Ramones? Oh, just me, of course. Yeah. Ramones a, are they're icons. So it goes you, then this guy, then the Ramones. I'm better than this guy. <laughs> uh, that band was called 37 Over, and you can find them on Facebook and Instagram if you're interested. 37 Over. What do you think that means, 37 Over? What is that a is reference to? Is that a golf to? reference? It's like a really, really <laughs> bad really golf bad score. golfer, but very honest. <laughs> I shot a 118 today. <laughs> 37 Over, I guess. When I was growing up, there was a band that I liked called Six Under Par. Oh, so that was a golf reference. So it's possible. A band can be named after, yeah. after a golf score. I guess it'd be funnier to name it after a bad golf score. Yeah. Like six six under, then 37. Yeah, it's 37 also weird, over. like, if you're kind of like a punk band, it's sort of a punk band, to be like, I'm also into golf. But, <laughs> but I'm not I, good I at it. I care about aggressive music, <laughs> but I did grow up playing golf. Yeah. Uh, Jake Wiseman. Jake Wiseman? Mm-hmm. This is our first Jake guest, would you say? It's possible how do you feel when there's another jake in the room i'm always a little stressed about it i'm yeah. used to it <laughs> yeah it's true yeah good lord uh yeah it's i guess it is a little stressful yeah there can really only be one it does feel like a competition for no reason are you a jacob <laughs> yeah yeah me too and i <laughs> yeah so, so weird, you don't huh. have that on him. all right <laughs> how many middle names you got two me too. Jacob Aaron Gladstone Weissman. Wow. Yeah. Very and Jewish. First done in the Holocaust for sure. They would have yeah. been Dude, around. you beat me on syllables. One of my middle names is only one syllable. What was your name? Jacob Penn Cooper Hurwitz. Wow. That's pretty Penn close. Cooper, yeah. Mine's a little, yeah. Aaron Gladstone? Is that um, what you said? Aaron Gladstone. Yeah. It's very Jewish. I Do you do you like the I like the name Jake a lot. Yeah. yeah I, I, love I think the name it works. Jake. I thought when I was growing up, I was born 1983. 
And it was a pretty, I didn't meet a lot of other Jakes, but now, as I'm sure you know, it's like the most popular boy's name. Yeah, it is pretty Which popular. is deeply upsetting. But I still I only, <laughs> I'm, I'm like my close friends, and maybe this goes to what you're saying about like not liking to be the only Jake in the room. I don't know any other, I'm not like close friends with any other, maybe one other Jake. Yeah, I'm friends with one other Jake, and it, it sucks for me. Like, I like really don't like, I'm not yeah. a very competitive person, but I... I am like I'm mad, I'm mad at you right, <laughs> right. now. And I, yeah, I, and you should be. Yeah, I'm really mad. Well, this is the first Jake podcast on the internet. Mm-hmm. We're just talking talking Jake with Jake and Jake. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, it's weird. It's unsettling to hear it so much. <laughs> you can call. It's you can lost come all up meaning. with another name for me for this podcast. No, it'd be you for want. it would be for Hurwitz over oh, yeah, here. Yeah, true. Hurwitz works actually. Okay. Anybody call you Weissman? A few people, like my dad. Uh, Your dad, we'll, whose last name is the same as yours, calls yeah, he'll you Weissman. Call me Weissman a little bit, like That's Weissman, cool. you idiot. Um, yeah, a few people call me Weissman, yeah, but me. it's not. I'm mostly Jake. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, solid. It's like, I love one syllable. It's, it's such just a solid easy. name. That, like, it's solid. It has personality without you having to do any work. Do you I get never that had name? a nickname growing up. Did you have like nicknames? Um, it was like Jake was. It always... was mostly just like insults about how big my head was. Because oh, uh, nice. like, so I married an axe murderer came out uh, when I was younger. So it was like heed. He'd move now because, like, the the guy, the kid had the big head, so it was like he'd was my name. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of Your head doesn't look incredibly large to me. I'll show you a different angle and you'll you'll understand. <laughs> oh, wow. He just turned to the right. <laughs> it was like Flat Stanley yeah. appearing. Yeah. But uh, no, it was mostly Jake. Do you give Jake at Starbucks or do you say a different name? No, I say Jake. I say Jake. By the way, you may have already known this. Did you? I heard that Starbucks tells their employees to purposely write the names wrong oh, for like social free media advertising that's not true i don't think that's true <laughs> that's a, that's if, a, if it is it's the most brilliant thing i've ever it heard. is really smart but that's i don't think like the, i don't think okay. like the top the yeah like the the head honchos at Har- it's like the starbucks headquarters <laughs> like trickled down to the people over in the uh in little tokyo who get my name it's wrong it's pretty brilliant though. Yeah. i'd like to think it, it is was smart. true I it's also, like what i would do yeah. but it's not probably company policy Sorry, this is a little off topic, but you said honcho, yeah. and I love that word and want to be one. <laughs> like, is there any point at which you think you'll get to your life where, like, I'm the head honcho? Yeah. Oh, actually, I am. I'm the head honcho. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of honchos here. Oh, yeah. A yeah. yeah. whole bunch of honchos. <laughs> that actually brings us to the fact uh, that you have a TV show coming out. I do. So you could argue that you're the head honcho mm-hmm. of corporate. Yeah. Which is coming to Comedy and you Central. Should. Yeah. I mean,. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. I don't think any. I think it's hard to assert yourself as the head honcho, yeah. but if someone else asserts it, yes. Right. Yeah, because you're very sweet. You would never say that I'm the head honcho. No. But you did create the show. Yeah, co-created the show. Um, <laughs> don't even say co. Okay, you're the head me. honcho. I wrote, directed, and filmed it all by myself. Um, I honchoed it. And uh, sorry, one more thing before we get into that. I yeah. was thinking recently about how by ha- I said we honchoed it. How rich people make now verbs and that's my goal like like uh, <laughs> uh we summer in france yeah. and i like that's the goal is to make nouns verbs yeah, and that's right. when you know you're head i also goal to make verbs nouns <laughs> yeah <laughs> or I think you're whatever well. that one. <laughs> uh yeah we created the show corporate on comedy central and uh, it's weird when you've been like a PA in your life or an assistant or worked at a chandelier store to suddenly be a boss and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm a boss. Like I, I I come into work not thinking that anyone will listen to what I'm saying and just apologizing before asking anything. But like you have to you have to get used to saying things and then people taking that as gospel and be right. like, oh, 
that's how it should work. Right. I, that's a weird thing. I'm sure you guys have that to some degree. I'm sure it's weird when people listen to you. I, well, I feel uncomfortable with it. I think that it's that's a good place that like may, probably makes you a better boss. Yeah. It definitely helps that you've like PA'd and worked in a chandelier store mm-hmm. because you understand that like when you say something, many little things happen and like people go and actually do work based on a sentence. It's a weird thing because I don't know what I'm doing. Like I don't know. Like I, don't, I have holes in all my clothes. But also I think also I learned from being a head honcho that it, my goal was never to really be a head honcho, but it was to never have to answer to another head honcho. Like it's – I don't necessarily want to be a boss. I just don't want to have to work for anyone. Oh, and that's the main – best thing about being any sort of success i think is we're two very like jakes yeah that's like literally exactly (laughs) what i what our goal was at college humor Mm -hmm. was to just like shed the people above us without though without adding anybody below us yeah did do you feel like that do you feel comedy central is still sort of in charge because they're paying for the show I mean, for sure. I am a corporate entity and no longer own myself (laughs) at all. But there is just because if you're writing the show, it is away from them. So there are people that are probably smarter than you that you hire as writers who you are their boss. Yeah. Even if they're, and this happened for you guys, you have a podcast network. So you have friends. Who are better than us, yeah. but we were here first. Yeah. Which is funny, because like, the sheer you. professionalism of the people who work for us is like, it surpasses mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. by a lot. And it's like, yeah. in the office and when we're on set, you know, you say like, oh, this like, may- can we dress this up like a dorm room? Yeah. And then you walk away and like somebody takes that job so seriously and they do an amazing, so like amazing work. So much better than you could. Right. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> if I had to do it, I'd buy like a, a DMB poster and be like, I think this will work. And then I'm it would too look dumb terrible. or inept be anything but the head honcho. Like that's <laughs> right. like truly what it is. That's sort of the You have to say the thing show. and walk yeah. away. You yeah. say something and leave and then you come back and somebody's done it. And- the, the Also the weird thing, I'm, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I try not to think about it, but just because every boss I've ever had, even if they were good, I wanted them to die. So I like, so I feel like that must be how people have felt about us because even though, even sure you're nice and benevolent, but just because they have to do what you say, they must say bad things about you even though you're unbelievably nice people right you can't they must dislike you <laughs> yeah you are the face of all their problems you would have to you would i would have to believe that just because i'm so dumb that like sometimes people are just you know get an order from me and they're like he's what? a fucking moron yeah. what do i yeah but then i think that level of self-awareness helps if you if at least you're at least they can't be like he's he's dumb and mean and a bad boss. Right. He They're, just like, has bad. Oh, he Jake's doesn't know how good. To order he's just a not salad. that smart. That's yeah. what I hope people. <laughs> yeah, think. that would be fine. Jake's a great guy. He's just not bright. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> From one Jake to another. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about your show in a little bit, but I do want to answer some questions because we don't often have two Jakes in the room dispensing their wisdom. Mm-hmm. Let's people see how need us. let's see how similar you guys are in this regard. Um, these are real emails. Jake from real people. All we need is a fake name just to just so we can preserve this lady's anonymity. I think the name we're going with is Jake. Whoa. Whoa. A lady named Jake. Jake. <laughs> I feel like that's the next cool iteration of Jake. Mm-hmm. As like Jake as has all... to evolve. It I either grows or it dies. Number one boy's name, number one girl's name. That's Otherwise cool. we have failed. <laughs> the full <laughs> the full Monty. The Jake over. <laughs> the complete Jake over. Uh, all right, she writes. So my fuck buddy and I were laying in bed. That's right. This is like an X-rated show. Whoa. <laughs> Get ready. My fuck buddy and I were laying in bed, talking, 
and he told me he's never ridden a camel, but really wants to someday. It's all fine and cool, but today I was stalking his Instagram, and I saw that two years ago he posted a picture of him riding a camel at the state fair. What the fuck? Why would he lie about that? Should I tell him that I know he was lying? I want to keep fucking this guy, but I'm just so confused. This is also, um, this is the only thing that's been off about him in the last two months or so that we've been fucking. Thanks. Love, Jake. Um, yeah. All right. Wow. Interesting. I am genuinely baffled by this one. (laughs) That is such a specific problem. I mean, all I want to do, I feel like the best way to work this out would be to maybe try to have the dialogue if we were to confront this guy. Because it's such a specific problem. It's like, it's like, hey, thank you for making me have an orgasm. I that wanted to cool. talk to you about something. You are my buddy. Yeah. Um, I saw that you did ride a camel and you said that you have never ridden, rode a camel. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's, it's rode every other animal, but ridden for a camel. That makes sense. It's a weird grammar. I think you could do like, um, sort of, sort of like, you can let him perjure himself. You, you know, like, oh, rather than say, like, in. hey, by the way, I saw that you actually have ridden a camel or rode a camel. What was it? What did we say? Ridden. So it's ridden for goats, <laughs> monkeys, and llamas and rode for camels. I thought you just said the opposite. <laughs> yes. It just changed. Sort of. <laughs> I, guess, I guess what is weird about this is his, his curiosity of riding a camel is so specific. Like, clearly it was post-coital, and he's like, can I tell you a secret? I want to ride a camel. Because I have never said that. I mean, I've thought about it, but I've never vocalized it. So in order to vocalize it, I would have had to really want you know, to. It is a freeing thing to say. I have never mentioned it before, but yeah. talking about it now, I want to ride a camel. Right. I do want to. What? Because of the humps. You like being in between the humps. I think... And a level of satisfaction. Well, I have a theory on this, actually. Because that I didn't... I read this question earlier, and I didn't... I had no idea what to make of it. But on the second, on the second listen, I think I understand what he meant. Which is? Which is... I can explain it in... Um, in an experience. In a I, song. <laughs> I have Jake, a, a beat. I, so I rode a horse, or is it ridden a horse? <laughs> uh, it's, so it's ridden for it's horses, ridden. donkeys, and lions. <laughs> I rode a horse when I was very young. Um, but like I grew up thinking like that I want, I really want to ride a horse. But what, what I was imagining wasn't like actually being on a horse at a fair or at a birthday party, which is where I rode the horse for the first time. I was imagining like riding my horse across the plains. And I think what he's saying is that he wants an experience, a true riding a camel experience. Like he wants to travel to Israel or Africa. Oh, and so you're... He wants, like, he wants to... I think that's exactly correct. This Thank is, you. Yeah, I actually completely agree with that. So Spoken. I think he got a taste of the camel at the fair. I feel like you're speaking like a really good liar. Someone's like, you said you never rode a camel, but I caught you. You're in the Instagram. No, 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 no. I will see. That was a... <laughs> that, was, that wasn't even riding. That I was... want to ride a wild camel. <laughs> but I love the idea that he got a taste of what riding yeah. a camel was like. Like he got to sit in between those humps and post-coital, like his mind clear, all that was there was like, can I tell you a deep secret? <laughs> Like, I want like, more. Do you know what having sex reminded me of? The other time I was this thrilled, yeah. which is when I sat between two humps <laughs> and dreamed of being in sand. Yeah. It, riding a camel is not unlike titty fucking someone. Uh-huh. You find yourself in between two humps, a rock and a hard You're place. You're sitting humps. in between two giant breasts. That's right. Yeah. Rock hard, probably. Oh, unbelievably. As hard as literally a rock, so where it is so uncomfortable.
uncomfortable to touch that penis because it's a rock. Yeah. And you can make flint out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can create a little fire. Yeah. I don't know. I here's my here's my what I would say to Jake. Um, this guy is probably lying to you, but he has an active imagination and he um, has a need to experience life. Keep going at it. I have a feeling, though, that this person doesn't... Jake doesn't just want to keep fucking this other person who's also named Jake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think you probably like him, and I think you should go ride a camel with him and be together. I agree. If this, if two months has gone by and the, and the only weird thing that's happened is that he said he wanted to ride a camel and you... Frankly, you did the weirder thing by going all the way back in his Instagram and looking at camel pictures, yeah. right? Yeah, I bet you wouldn't admit to that either. Right. Yeah. Have so you I think you each photos? yeah, you each have a little secret. So it's and like that's I think in the in the in the grand scheme of things, this is not that bad. So you say don't bring it up. I say don't bring it up. But if you if you continue dating and uh if you continue being fuck that's what I would say. This is not something you bring up to your fuck buddy. Maybe something you bring up to the boyfriend. Yeah, so in like a playful way. Like, wait a minute, you said you didn't ride a camel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not yeah. like, so I caught you in a lie. Because at a certain point, it becomes acceptable to go all the way back through somebody's... Inst- I know everybody does it immediately, but like, if you really started dating somebody, then you could theoretically be like, I went really far back in your Instagram, and you could tell that person Jake, without feeling ashamed. Jake Wiseman, are you gramming? Are you on the gram? I am on the gram. Are, um, you, are you into it? I'm very into it. I have a very specific Instagram that is very crazy. Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm into it in a certain way. What's your name I, on it? I'll look at Weissman it. Jake. Okay. Um, nice. W-E-I-S-M-A-N-J-A-K-E. Here's my issue with Instagram. My issue with Instagram is that comedians on Instagram don't care about being funny most of the time. They just want to be thought of as hot. Every comedian mm. just wants to be fuckable. And that's fine if you admit it. <laughs> if you just admit... Like, because it's like people will post a photo of like this crazy thing and their faces in it for no reason. It's like you just want people to want you because yeah. you're insecure, which is why you became a comedian in, to begin with. Either be funny or just be brutally honest. So I created Instagram, which I, I won't necessarily talk about, that is really crazy as sort of a fuck you. I see it. I see it. I'm looking through it now and <laughs> yeah. I see the common thread. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's a little crazy, but I just think if you, if you are a comedian specifically, you need to be funnier on Instagram and stop just posting photos of food and your abs um otherwise it's a great thing and i love it and people are expressing themselves visually and that's beautiful yeah <laughs> do you do you do you follow do you stalk do you i do, um, you do research the most embarrassing thing i do is just see who watched my instagram stories that's the most embarrassing mm. thing that i will admit to is be like oh that's interesting that they're watching me i didn't think they liked me yeah it's a little thing <laughs> that, but that's you a sad thing name. to admit to yeah you're like oh they keep watching the tiny little bit of dopamine that yeah it, it's out. so sad it's horrible <laughs> well, um, yeah remember uh, remember facebook poking yeah. This is like and that a much was, more passive that, version of that. Yeah. And that was heroin to me. Yeah. So that was just like, I don't, like that meant so much more than I thought, um, than That's I thought true. it should. Yeah. And when somebody likes a post, a post of mine, especially if it's like somebody I used to hook up with or something, I'm mm. like, oh my God. Holy yeah. Jake shit. Jake still got it. That was a kiss. <laughs> I'm cheating. I think that Facebook poking is interesting because the people who created Facebook probably didn't, oh, 
I guess his name is Mark Zuckerberg. We all know um, him. <laughs> he, when he created poking, I don't think he thought like that moment when he's like, we'll have poking. I don't think he thought about the fact that that would lead to so many children being born. You know what I mean? Like That's that true. led to so many people hooking up to like future probably politicians existing simply because they poked each other. That's really true. Which I think is a really interesting thing. And the idea that it's for anything but sex and camel riding is silly. And uh, yeah, I miss it. I don't do it anymore because it's like it means it seems like it's like almost like harassment poking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, it's it's like we know exactly what this means. Do they there still was, have there it? was a time when poking poke? was like the subtlest way that you could do it. Like because other than that, you had to direct message or you know a hundred percent. And now you can now the new poke is like an Instagram like or an Instagram view right. where it's just like. I did that to a lot of people. It doesn't mean anything, but to the people who knows that it means something, it means, it means something. Everything. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's nice. <laughs> it's good. And it's good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, and I like it. Yeah. So all your Instagram photos have a knife in it. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> that, what, that's the theme? At least one. Just all of them. Every single one, right? I, Starting from the top, or was this a? Oh a recent no! Trend? If you there is not one missing one. <laughs> it's. Oh my I god! I will say it's crazy, but it also. <laughs> and I don't want. I can't explain too much about it, but I do think it's funny, and I think long jokes are a prison that you're. Um, you can never get out of. Yep. But also, at least it's trying. Do they to ca- be dumb? Do you? comment anything about the knives ever or it's just like always that's part that's just i try not to talk about it because i think it's funnier to not mention it most of the time i see all right because i also think that again most people just want to be thought of as hot and i don't i don't care like i don't you know what i mean like no one's coming after me because i i look great you know what i mean like i'm selling a personality I just wanted you to say that, right. um, but <laughs> but, I just, but I do think that it's funny to like like I like the idea of like people people just going about their day. They just want to see what someone's eating, and then they're like, "What the? F- I'm so unsettled." But I also have heard that friends of mine. Ha- like at home, they'll just be like preparing dinner and they see their utensils and they think of me and they're so annoyed. That's and I really... love that they have to think of me uh, when they don't want to. This isn't that is like a that... few pictures. Yeah, no, it's, this is it's definitely over, over a thousand. A thousand. <laughs> for I'm, years, right? I'm a weird person. <laughs> for and, years. Yes, for years. And was the first one a knife one? That was the only reason I signed up for Instagram was I had the idea. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this oh is my such God. a stupid platform. Though I don't think it's a stupid platform anymore, but I thought it was so vain. Um, I now understand it's just a way, it's a part of life now, it's fine. But mm-hmm. I, I was so frustrated with the vanity of it that I was like, I need to be weird right out the gate. Otherwise, I don't need to be on there. No one needs to look at my face. But if I can keep being annoying, eventually someone will talk about it and will think I'm more interesting than I am. On April Fool's Day, you should post a non-knife picture. I've thought that? about that and I'm terrified. Because <laughs> now you're like Because then it's OCD. admitting the joke in a way. Yeah, exactly. Are you a little OCD about this? Like, do you think bad bad luck will happen to you if you post a non-knife I picture? I would love to say no, but definitely. Yeah. I mean, clearly I have a problem. I mean, this isn't a sign of, like, mental health. Like, clearly... Clearly something is wrong and I need someone to help me, but I'm not ready yet. You ever have a good picture and you're like, fuck, there's no knife in it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this is an awesome fuck sunset, but you know what? I'm going to have to Photoshop. I saw, night. yeah, I saw like the most I've beautiful I've been scrolling thing. since we started talking and I haven't gotten to the bottom of it. You, Yeah, it goes on forever. And the, the problem is, is if my career goes well as I want it to, eventually I will be stabbed to death in a Selena-esque way. Oh. And it will be poetic <laughs> and there will be a biopic. And it will be like, obviously this is what was going to happen, but that's fine and I deserve yeah. it. Who oh, that's the, really cool. The, the, the documentary player? would be called The Knife's Edge. <laughs> Nice. Who was the tennis player that got stabbed during Monica Monica Seles? Seles. That was crazy. And that rest in peace. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that allowed that allowed Steffi Graf, I believe, to be the champion. No shit. I believe that's what led Steffi to uh, to greatness. Yeah, I remember a lot of female tennis names from Monica Seles came back and like won a Grand Slam again, right? But she was never the same. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it really fucked her. Yeah, of I course. Mean, it has to. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, just know at a certain point while you're serving or hitting really a tennis ball, there is a chance because it's happened before someone will stab you. Tennis in the back. is one of the most dangerous jobs in America. <laughs> yeah. Now just focus on playing, Monica. You don't yeah. have to. You're freaking out like holding yeah. a knife loosely. Well, and Patrick upstairs. Rafter got clubbed before the pilot pen, <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to a club. <laughs> Why, where's the movie about Monica Seles? I saw an entire Tanya Harding movie the other day, and that was about a, a knee, a knee yeah, hitting. Yeah, just a knee. Yeah, this girl got stabbed during during a match. Dur- wait, it was during a match? Yeah, it was during a match. The guy, I think it was I a thought it was jerk. in the locker room. Jesus Christ. No, the guy like jumped over the brigade and like went up to her as like in between games and stabbed her in the back. Like security didn't do anything. And then I think the guy was let out of jail early because um, they have too, they're too lenient on their mental health law. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, no, he's mentally ill, so let him not be in prison. Um and uh, so he barely served jail time and That's everything. Insane. Yeah. yeah. I guess what what I've learned from that is you can stab a tennis player and it's not that big a deal. So <laughs> if you ever want to, go for it. Your life will be fine. Holy sh- Look yeah. out, Andre Agassi. Yeah. Wow. Maybe you are not good at giving advice. Yeah. No, I'm pretty bad. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll answer some more questions with Jake and Jake and me. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. 
Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm -hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non movement good. movement. A, is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it should to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness Yeah. It's more of a fitness nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool th there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> and we're back. We were talking uh, during the break about something. And then I cut you off and I said, oh, we should record this yeah, story. Yeah, we should. It's gold. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were talking about Tanya Harding. Sellis, Tanya Harding. And, and then 94. How 94 was a super crazy year. Um, I was born in 83, so I guess I was... Uh, yeah, 10 or 11 at that time. That was yeah. OJ and everything. But also, I'm from New York. I'm a Knicks and Rangers fan. And they were both in the finals around when that happened. There's they were great... both playing that day. Yes, both playing that day. <laughs> There's a 30 for 30 called June 17th, 1994. That's super incredible about all the things that happened June 17th. My birthday is June 18th. And I remember... I, uh, for my birthday, we celebrated on the 17th that year, and the way we celebrated it was by um, a few of my friends and I got to go see the movie Speed in theaters. Oh, shit. Movie. And that's I when it came Speed. out. It's a great movie. <laughs> I went and saw it, and if you remember, it's a chase on the 405. Wow. Which I then came home <laughs> and watched the Knicks game, which was interrupted by OJ on the 405. Damn. So that was like a very like, <laughs> is this for me, this documentary? <laughs> and it was a very like intense experience. And then I grew up to drive on the 405. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, it was pretty, it was really, really bizarre. Full uh, circle. A lot of 405, yeah. Uh, I was I was at a, a friend's birthday party who was born on June 19th. Oh. And it was like a three-on-three -three basketball tournament birthday party. Oh, that's fun. And then eventually all the adults were just in the house watching yeah. the OJ Chase. Yep. And then all the kids were watching the OJ Chase. That was a weird um, time because that, like, what was weird about that was that you didn't really know. Like, it was a, like, a lot of people, people were murdered, but yeah. it was really fun. It was <laughs> like, the first time I understood that no one really cares if people get murdered, it's more just about the fun of talking about it. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's very true. Yeah. It's like, no one cares. And they were stabbed. 
mm-hmm. which brings us back to right. Monica Sellis. There was they had a lot of knife stuff yeah. back in the day. It's all because of your fucking Instagram account. No yeah. wonder you have it that yeah. way. I just, someone's going to stab me, and I just hope they take a photo and they with my phone, and they post it, and that's how everyone knows I died. Then I'd be fine with it. It'll get a lot of likes. It'll be on Jezebel. <laughs> Why yeah. Jezebel? I don't know. I've decided. I want it to be on Jezebel and nothing else. Um, all right. You want to? Oh, actually, we we never asked you specifically about what your show is about. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about the show. Because Jake and I saw a few episodes, and they're so good. I think I watched you... episode two, the PowerPoint. Yes. And how would you, how would you... I I remember describing it to you as uh, American Psycho meets Dilbert. Yeah, I, I was thinking it's kind of like American Psycho meets Office Space or Dilbert. So there's yeah. like the banality of um, working in an office, and then there's the really sort of crazy, sort of dark cold cinematic part of it yeah uh, which you try to cross those things it's on comedy central i'll just say this bullshit on january 17th at 10 p.m you can also stream the first episodes now on cc.com basically the show is a dark look at office life because i think most shows about an office like the office or parks and rec or whatever are good shows they're really funny but they always portray the office as like this goofy experience with like a silly boss (laughs) but every time i've had a job that wasn't exactly what i wanted to do or even doing what i wanted to do i wanted to kill myself at that job (laughs) because it's a job and every job is a nightmare and the dream is to not have a job and i think that's how most people feel and i think that beyond the the obvious pain of of knowing that it is funny that we were like you know like in our dad's balls and then we're miraculously made it to the egg then we made it to you know full term we grew up didn't die and uh and before that we, we were in the woods running around you know and now we're in these clothes like these really tight clothes like that are cost too much money we sit um, uncomfortably in chairs typing stuff to make money for people that are so much richer than us. And I think that's such a funny existential thing about life. And I think a lot of people feel it. Like you get this one chance at life, you know that life doesn't matter at all. And you, and you <laughs> We so, all know that, It doesn't right? mean anything. And <laughs> that's you, a foregone conclusion. Yeah, you spend it all in an office for no reason, but you also don't know what else to do. God damn, this is making me want to quit I, doing I, this. No, I know, but, but also that is funny. So I think like right. that's kind of what the show's about. So it's like there's this banal episodes sort of, is called The Pain of Being Alive. The Pain of Being Alive, <laughs> Our Point of Death, I love the that void. so much. Yeah, and I think, I think the idea that the best thing you can do with the pain of everyday existence is just sort of laugh about it. And it is a funny show. It's just about how everyone's so sad, even though we are living the dream and we, life is amazing in America for a lot of people, but all of us are unhappy and we don't have another option. So that's yeah. kind of what the show's about. We should be a lot happier, basically. So much happier, but we don't... Mm-hmm. It, I think we have too much happiness that happiness doesn't make us happy. You know what I mean? It's like the things we have are so incredible. Like we don't really have that much pain like yeah. in our body. We can get right. medicine for everything. So now it's like what do I well, want? The problem is that everybody can get that stuff so you don't feel special. Right. Yeah. Like it has Amir to be, has yeah. the same shoes as I do. So how can I be happy about my shoes? <laughs> exactly. I'm like well, if your feet got chopped off, then I'd be happy. You have the name Jake and I'm I'm jealous, yeah. you know, and I have that name. <laughs> what happened to the <laughs> everything was going well for me before. Yeah. And so I think that that's why the it's a more I think honest look at what it's like to have a job. Um, but it's also funny and cool and I think people will like it. It's and just I think Lance pretty Reddick, solid. Isn't it? Lance Reddick from The Wire, obviously unbelievable. 
Adam Lustick. Adam Lustick, uh, our two favorite Lustick. actors, yes. Adam Lustick and Lance Reddick. <laughs> yeah, it really. It's always been fun for me to see Lance Reddick do things in do com- comedy. He's, like, he, so he's incredible intense. at it. He's and, so incredible. It, I always felt like comedy. I like a lot of comedy that's silly, like Airplane. But what I love about Airplane is they take it. It's a drama. That is giving giving them the silliest words to say. Yeah. And I always think that drama is so funny because life is not that intense moment to moment, but a drama is <laughs> so intense. And so if you have them just say the craziest shit, but they're like staring at you and not blinking, that makes me laugh. You yeah. know? Just they, give really good actors dumb shit to say. Not to give, it, <laughs> give too much away, but in the episode that I saw, the it like there's um a part where Lance Reddick is just um saying font names yes it's like working out a powerpoint he's yeah. like helvetica new yeah <laughs> no damn it <laughs> it's the best like I, I i think it's if you can get people who trained at juilliard and yale to read the phone book that is actually what i want to watch yeah. like i want to watch the the dumbest stuff taken in the most serious intense way possible there was a new york times video that was like all these amazing actors reading the lines to One Dance yeah. by Drake. Was, yeah. That was just... It's super funny. Really Adam's funny. also like a Shakespearean He is. Actor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, Adam also, I've said this several times, but I'm so glad that he hasn't been that successful yet because we get to use him for not that much money. Like, yeah. he's so talented, he's so funny, and he has unfortunately suffered for him. But for me, we get to yeah. have him and use him and pretend that we broke him. And uh, it's great. And it's then really he'll good. owe it to you. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he will really feel that. Yeah. Like, Adam will definitely feel guilty and, like, so beholden, and I love that. <laughs> and I will lord it over oh, him. Oh, for sure. Oh, will I lord. Yeah. So the plan is 10 episodes for season one? 10 episodes for season one. Um, Once a week. Wh- uh, yeah, there's going to be two on the pr- – they're going to play the first two episodes on January 17th, but then there'll be one a week for the next eight episodes. And I think I- – I guess they'll be online after they premiere – or something. That's, that's the real thing. It's all yeah. about that it cultural cachet. It really is. It's tweets. weird. Yeah. It's not, it is about viewers, but it's more about how many people are tweeting about it. Yes. Isn't that weird? It's... Like executives are like refreshing Twitter, be like, mm-hmm. like Johnny Q asshole is deciding the fate of this show. Absolutely. Like, and if you if... read eight good tweets in a row, then the show will get renewed. It's so it's really bizarre. Crazy. It really is it. And also, even if people don't like the show, but they're tweeting about it a lot, that's great. Trending. Yeah. Trending. Any sort of conversation. So like it or hate it, let's just all talk about it. Just talk about it. Please, I'm begging you to talk. Yeah, absolutely. I remember tweeting once, I'm like, how did Seinfeld get such good ratings if Jerry never even was around to live tweet the show? It's so weird. Like, that's the only way shows succeed now is like, I'm live tweeting the show. Mm -hmm. Watch the show with me. I'm going to tweet while it's happening. What a weird, weird time. Anyway, are you going to live tweet the premiere? Yeah, I have to. (laughs) Contractually, I have to. (laughs) So yeah, I'll be live tweeting the premiere. (laughs) You better believe. Stupid hashtags, all of it. Oh, yeah. Like, it won't be funny, and I'll definitely do it. (laughs) A lot of knife pictures everywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited to see what people think. We Me too. We loved it a lot, and thank you. Know, you. It's hard to do something original, and it really it looks original. Yeah, thank you. It's very not much. like anything that's been done before. We tried to make it look good because, um, you know, the things that I like are like Coen Brothers movies or David Fincher movies. Yes, it looks like that, Fight Club or something. Yeah, it's like kind of trying to be like a Fight Club if the guys were too lazy to start a Fight Club. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> it's like I don't want to get hit in the face, but I am sad. So <laughs> let's talk about. I want to feel something. <laughs> yeah. We tried to make it look like that because I just, I don't know, I love that shit. Yeah. That's right. Does anybody ever laugh on the show? 
No. Well, actually, yes. The episode um, I saw people were laughing about war. about war. Yeah, they're laughing about killing people. So like, it's like because I think we're trying to make a satire, and so they're only laughing about death and destruction. They're not right. laughing about how uh, funny their lives are. They're yeah. very serious. I like the tagline of "I think we're trying to make a satire." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. <laughs> so. I don't know. It's hard to say you're making a satire because you're like, I'm smart. Yeah, and I know society, but that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's try to answer a few more questions. Uh, we need another man's name. Lance Reddick. I like nice. that. Is he a nice guy? IRL. So nice. He's the opposite of every character he plays. He's a sweet, sweet man. What is he eating for lunch? Because he's just jacked. He's he so chiseled. Ripped. Have you ever yeah. seen, had, seen him like eat a donut? No, he eats protein. Yeah. Yeah, and he works out. A lot. And uh, I don't, I'll never look that good. And it's so <laughs> Yeah, he just looks amazing. All right. Uh, so Lance Reddick writes, I'm a 23-year-old dude from Texas, and I found myself in quite a sticky situation. So about three months ago, I went out to some bars with some friends to have some s- drinks and get our dance on. While we were on the dance floor, I saw out of the corner of my eye my friend very sneakily poke a girl that was near me on the dance floor several times. I, being drunk at the time, just thought of this was his way of trying to get me to talk to the girl or dance with her. But what actually happened was that he was grabbing their butts. Later on in the night, one of my friends, uh, 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 one of my friends says we have to leave the bar because my friend got kicked out for grabbing girls' butts. What makes it even more fucked is that my friend has a girlfriend that was there with us at the bar, and she's also a very good friend of mine. So I go to the bathroom before we leave the bar, and I'm freaking out that there's like a big drama fight happening outside between my friend and his girlfriend. So I had the drunk idea that I'd be some kind of fucking hero and take a bullet for my friend and say that it was me who touched the girl's butts. I thought it would just blow over quickly, and guess what? It hasn't. Several of my friends were mad at me and were lecturing me and turned this into this whole thing. Now, three months later, I'm hearing that other friends of mine don't want to hang out with me and think I'm a bad person because of this whole butt-grabbing fiasco. I feel like at this point, the lie has gone on for too long. That if the truth comes out, it'll be terrible for everyone. I really don't want, to be, I really don't want my two friends to break up because of it. Uh, and it would be a very sad and emotional thing if that happened. But I'm not really liking being painted in this villainous-ass pervert way. What should I do now? Love, Lance Reddick. Did you follow that? I mean, yeah, I did. I have a lot of feelings about it. First of all, one option is to just join the alt-right. Because I feel (laughs) like, you know, that they will accept you. Um, But actually, this sort of happened to me when I was younger. Uh, When I was younger, I went to – I lived in New York. I went to a show at Roseland Ballroom when I was like – 13 or something with some friends I had one particular friend who was an asshole and I I was standing like a few feet in back of him and there was like sort of like a mosh pit or people were dancing and my friend goes watch this and I didn't know what he was going to (laughs) do there was a a young woman standing in front of us like five feet in front of us and he went up and grabbed her (gasps) ass which I was immediately horrified by and then she turned left and he happened to turn right so she didn't see him he like got away with it and then she looked directly at me assumed it was me and I was just like what is happening she walked up to me cracked me in the jaw with her my right hand I was like what the fuck and then with her left hand she smacked me in the other cheek and then just went back to partying and then a bunch of guys <laughs> who hadn't seen what happened assumed I did it and were like what did you fucking do and I had to like leave the concert and I was like 
what was weird about it was I didn't do it. I thought it was horrifying, but she was right to hit someone. Yeah. So I felt like she needed to do that for her, but I had to take the blame. And I was so mad at my friend. I'm still mad about it, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think you should definitely tell. I think you should absolutely tell um, on this person. Right. This is a bad person. And that woman, <laughs> even though it will be fucked up, you don't want to be that guy's friend. And that woman needs to know. Yeah, I mean, I just think, yeah. Like he, he's miscategorizing himself as a hero, as the guy who sh- is shielding the pervert. Yeah, I'm doing a heroic thing by making sure this perverted asshole doesn't get in trouble. Yeah, this guy, I mean, this isn't even funny. It's just like, yeah, definitely tell her what happened (laughs) so she isn't with a bad man. He, He like took a bullet for Trump. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess the question and I want is, to pass it forward. But this is like so he he's right that he should not be shouldering the blame for this and like and uh also feeling all of the fallout which is rightful to it to be happening to his it should be rightfully be happening to his friend not him. But it is weird. I mean, it's been months he said? Yeah, 3 months. So, no one's going to believe him. Yeah. Like that's, that's the weird so I think by that, the way, what you have it, no it, it actually wasn't me. Yeah. It was my fucking friend. So, yeah. you guys should hate him. I hate butts and I'm not attracted to butts and I wouldn't grab them. It's the person you love. What I, he should do is talk to his friend and be like, "Hey, this right. is uh the sky's falling, man. It's time that you come clean. And if his friend is like, no, then... His friend is like, no, it was you. I saw it. Oh, yeah. shit. Wow. This is a horrible situation. <laughs> Honestly, here's my answer. Move out of Texas. Like, that's like, there's no way that this is going to work out for you. Move anywhere. That's what you would have said regardless of yeah, the question. Yeah, move though. out of Texas. Well, all you can do is um, get go back to a bar, <clears throat> get your friend nice and drunk again, and be like, watch this as he... Like, to your other friends. As he goes around and starts trying to grab people's butts. Yeah, I mean, I And then you can feeling, catch him in the act. This woman is probably going to break up with this guy at some point. He sounds like a bad idiot. And right. they're, what, 23 years old? I mean, they're not going to stay together. So it's sort of like, <laughs> like uh, it'll probably work itself out. But yeah, I would... This is just a nightmare situation. Yeah, I would move. <laughs> I would move and change your name. That works. Yeah, because yeah. if everyone's mad at you and then you're like, you give them this huge bit of information, like, by the way, it wasn't me, it was somebody else. I think they're going to feel so hoodwinked that they'll still be mad at you. Yeah. Like, people just don't stop being mad on a dime. No like way. That. They'll be like, yeah, well, it's really fucked up that you... Then why did you cover for this yeah. woman's not gonna? This woman's not going to hear it and be like, oh, I believe that. I'm going to break up with my boyfriend, whom I love. Yeah. Like, no one... Who would do that? No one believes that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you're yeah. just fucked, man. This is why you have to go... I mean, I don't think your friend's going to do anything, but I think the only hope is getting the friend to say everything. I agree. Be like, hey, we should stop being mad at Lance because it was actually me. Yeah. Come clean entirely. Mm-hmm. Right. And if that if your friend is willing to apologize and change his ways and then, and like, really throw himself on his own sword, then maybe your friends accept you. I agree. Uh, Barring that move, change your name. Uh, all right. One last question. Let's get a quickie out of the way. Because um, we, we, I think we've only answered two. It's a record. Wow. A bad record. Uh, there's been podcasts where we haven't answered any. <laughs> that's true. Uh, all right. One last guy's name. Adam Lustick. I love that. I Lustick that. Uh, Lustick writes, I live with my girlfriend of a few years, and she's often hurting herself accidentally. Perhaps a few dozen dozen times a day, she'll smash her leg or foot or elbow or hand into a corner, yelp in pain, burn herself on the stove or not look where she's going to walk, walk into doors and door frames, walls. 
uh, it has gotten to the point where I feel myself getting annoyed at her where she, when she hurts herself because I genuinely don't understand how it could happen so often. And I assume that it must be getting negligent uh, of her safety in some way. I'm wondering if you guys have any advice or how I can help her be less clumsy or deal with her being so clumsy in the first place while not getting annoyed. Because, of course, <laughs> it isn't her fault and my annoyance stems from trying to understand it. Love, Adam. Well, I, what I thought he was going to say, what I thought Adam was going to say was that he, she has so many bruises that he was being perceived as abusive. Like, that's oh. what I, th- I thought it was headed. Right. What I would do is baby-proof the house. Yeah, <laughs> for just a, like for an adult? all you can do is like, yeah, pretend like a two-year-old lives there and just put a lot of stuff there, put Padding more padding, get pillows and everything. Because clearly she's the one in pain, but I could see how that's annoying. It's weird. Yeah. Um, it is weird. Like I, I felt the same way. Some, my fiance burns herself a lot on like on the stove. And every time she does, I'm like, well, don't touch the hot Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because you're like, you don't. I feel like in a relationship, if you're a man, you you're like aware that you're not, you're just supposed to like let people do stuff. Like I don't know what it's like to be anyone but me, so you're just supposed to not say anything. But also, you want to protect someone, right? Yeah, put those because I have a two year old niece or about to be two year old niece, and there's baby proofing all over my sister's place, and it's great. And yeah, I no wish sharp I edges. Had it. Yeah, just do that, <laughs> or just put like. You're solving, you're like solving the wrong problem. I'm solving the wrong problem. <laughs> but yeah, what do you do? Because it's annoying him. Yeah. I think it's fine that, I, I think it's okay that it annoys him. Especially if she's yelping in pain a lot. This is like, this is like how uh, sometimes people get mad at people for getting sick. Yeah. It's like, you have a cold again? Or it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, think, you know I don't I think, know. I think this is like a Munchausen syndrome thing. Which I think this guy... No, that's actually really dark. Um, like, what's, I, what's Munchausen? Munchausen syndrome is when. Well, there's several. Have you? Did you see Mommy Dead and Dearest, the HBO doc? No. It's an incredible documentary, and basically, it's about how um, this mother raised a really sick child that was like epically sick, and the, and like was sort of got a little famous for having the sickest child, and then the they they later it turned out the mother was causing the sickness. Oh. So Munchausen, I believe, and I could be wrong, and I'm sure people listening will <gasps> tell me I'm wrong. Munchausen is when you pretend you're sick, but there's a certain type of Munchausen. Munchausen, oh. where you're making someone else sick because you n- want them to this need is what you. Eminem said that his mom did to him. Yeah. Victims of Munchausen in, syndrome. Yeah. My whole life, I was made to believe I was sick when I wasn't. Yes, and uh, also in uh, in the Sixth Sense. Remember that that girl <clears throat> that uh, is throwing up under the bed. Yes, wasn't that? Didn't she grow up to be in the OC? Misha Barton? Yeah, correct. Yeah, Misha. very good. Um, yeah, I honestly don't know what to do. Put pillows everywhere. Um, put like those sort of soft plastic edges everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Munchausen or some version of it, I feel like you're onto something. Because I do know, I've known people that like pretend to be dumber than they are. Right. So that like their boyfriends or girlfriends will take care of them. Mm-hmm. And I, at the same time, I've like also known uh, guys and girls to treat their significant others like they're dumber than they are. Because right. they like being a father figure or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's something fucked up going on here. I think that Adam, um, I think Adam needs to be the hero here more than he wants to admit. And I think he should just enjoy being the per- the only person who can pacify her pain. I think just lean into it, let her be her, and enjoy the weird fucked up relationship. I just saw Phantom Thread. Did you guys see it? Yeah. It's kind of about this a little <laughs> bit. And love is strange, and sometimes you need people 
because you just need them even though you're fucked up. So, um, yeah, you know, think there's a chance that she's like hurting herself? I think this is purpose. their dynamic. This, I think, and I think he gets off on being like, "Stop hurting yourself," and she's like, "I can't." Or if he doesn't get off on it, then he needs to start he needs because to start if this off is the di- this is going to be the dynamic when hearing the yelping. That's what I think would help everything. <laughs> stop this is coming or terrible start coming. Ad- start coming. You need to stop, start Orgasm. coming, and start getting real. Um, uh, I don't know. This is terrible <laughs> advice. Just start, start just being into whatever she's doing because love yeah. is hard to find. So, so whenever you stub your toe, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And that'll probably that. get her to stop. Like, because, like, <laughs> That's like, This is true. weird, and I'd rather have a more normal relationship. <clears throat> so, right. So rather than be like, oh, babe, why'd you stub your toe again? You're like, yes, keep stubbing. Yeah, stub yeah, your yeah. other toe. Get too into it so it annoys her so she starts being really like um, a dwat at Now we're playing the does. game. I wonder yeah. why people are clumsy and what there is to – like what, do you, what doctor do you see if you're clumsy? Yeah, what is that? Is it just like being so careless or you're preoccupied or you're constantly thinking about other stuff? Or, yeah. Coordination or yeah, depth what is it? Spatial awareness. I it ha- it's just your brain's weird, right? Like your brain, ba- you have a bad brain. Like you yeah. don't give a fuck. One, you don't think about right. What are you her- thinking about? Yeah. <laughs> like what? What are like? What is there to? I'm. It must be brain stuff because you're like your brain's not communicating yeah. things to the rest of your body. Yeah. Or you have bad eyesight or something or spatial awareness or... Some sort of combination Your girlfriend seems pretty fucked up. So, yeah, I don't <laughs> Move know. Move out of Texas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Move out of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of Texas. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Thank you. That was fun. It was fun. We did Great it. time. Yeah. Um, one more time. The show? The uh, show's called Corporate. Premieres on Comedy Central January 17th at 10 p.m. And you can watch the first four episodes right now on cc.com. Talk about... Whoa. Um, oh, you can watch them right now? The first four you can watch for free on cc.com before the premiere. Um, What's the rationale there? They're just like, think, fuck it? I think so. I think now the there's so it. much to watch um, on cable TV that they just want people to – they're just trying to find any niche audience any way they can. And, right. and so to, to like get people talking about it and excited. But honestly, I don't know and I don't understand anything. So <laughs> all I know is you can watch them for free right now on cc.com. That seems to be like a big decision someone make. Yes, it is. Some like, much someone much, Some head honcho much richer than me made that decision. I'm yeah. like, yeah, whatever, fine. Like, the first month. Mm-hmm. It's already online. It's already online. Now. Yeah. Okay. So the premiere isn't really a premiere. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you watch the premiere and you like it, you can go watch the next three episodes yeah, immediately. Exactly. Maybe uh, that's why. Uh, all right. And if you have your own questions or your own theme song submissions, remember the opening from 37 over. Uh, send it all to ifireyoushow at gmail.com. This closing one is written by Trevor Fraley. TrevorFraley.com. Cool last name. Is his illustration page. It's a Sean Paul-like glue cover. So hopefully you guys like that. We'll be back next week. Um, maybe we should get another Jake. You got any other? Who's your, who's your Jake? We're sort of maxed out here. Yeah, there's Jake Fogelness is another Jake. All right, let's um, bring him in. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Bye. I know you probably have weird ass dates. You like a girl, but you're not smooth. Jake in the mirror had things to say. So listen to If I Were You. A podcast run by two cool dudes. But don't forget, they're also Jews. And on the show, they'll share their views. And I'll do help you. Now, Jake is a cool and he gets all the women, women. And Amir is also on a podcast. Jake swipes on Tinder and the pussy he be swimming, swimming in. But I'm not sure if Amir is a is.
isn't. They sometimes had guests or not, it's cool. But sometimes they give good advice, but cruel. They don't always have to be nice to you. But at least you won't look like twice the fool. I know you probably had weird ass days. You like a girl, but you're not smooth. Jake and Amir have things to say, so listen to if I were you. A podcast run by two cool dudes. But don't forget, they're also Jews. And on the show, they'll share their views. Listen to if I were you. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Hey there, podcast listener. Good news. We're doing another HeadGum Happy Hour in New York City. Whoa, that's amazing news. Amir, why don't you tell the folks when and where it is? Okay, fine. It's Tuesday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House. Okay, and why don't you tell everybody who the fucking hosts are? Yeah, that would be us. It would be, uh, we're hosting it. It's Jake and Amir. Okay, and how about this, you little piece of shit? Why don't you tell everybody who is going to be performing? Who is this show featuring? All right, I don't appreciate being called that, but it is featuring Charlie Bardet, Natalie Rodder, Lateman of Exploration And why Live. don't you tell them, excuse me, why don't you tell them who else it's featuring? Yeah, Millie Tamara's and Elise Morales of the Go Touch Grass podcast and some surprise guests as well. More, yes. And Mir, why don't you go ahead and close this out now? You say something like, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the yeah. show or something like that. Why don't you go ahead yeah. and do that? Okay, I will. It's, hmm? it's, uh, Can you do that? So go buy a ticket at headgum.com slash live and we'll see you there. All right. Bye.